Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome. Highfalutin Ski Bum podcast number 73. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. What's going on, Mario? I'm doing good. I'm getting psyched for our big trip, our big adventure. And we have a special guest host with us today. Oh, we do. It is the lovely and talented Andrea. Hello, Andrea. Hello. How's it going? Good, thanks. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Check us out online, seabumpodcast.com. Redesign site is coming this week. I'm just putting some final touches on it. It's looking pretty good. And I promised to have it up before Ski Bum Week started, and I'm sticking to it. It may be buggy. It may be beta, but it will be up. As God is my witness, it will be Yeah, like 72 hours. There's a time clock right Dude, uh, tell me about it. This week's been a freaking shit show, so yeah. unfortunately. Actually, it was, it's, it's one of those things. It was great, and it was shitty at the same time. Like, this week, it started off good. Went out and got first first turns of the season, which was awesome. Me and Andrew up at Killington. So awesome. It was beautiful. Actually, nice. yeah. And then came back to stupid reality. And uh, yeah, it just... Yeah, it bites you every time. As soon as we get back home, what do I see? Goddamn flat tire on the car. Boom. Goddamn screw in the tire. Got screwed. Got screwed. Everybody else got trumped. You got screwed. That's the real. That's <laughs> but that's how. That's the world we live in. Ebbs and flows. Exactly. If you expect everything to be perfect, you will only be disappointed. That's what makes that. That's what's going to make the powder that much sweeter this year. Just saying. That's true. We dealt with 100 degrees in the summertime and acid rain and hurricanes and flying goats and whatever the hell happened. And now we get the now we get the good stuff. So a few shout-outs. One of the shout-outs, speaking of I wasn't even powder. done yet. I was not done. It was skibumpodcast.com. Oh. We also got twitter.com slash skibumpodcast, facebook.com slash skibumpodcast, instagram.com slash skibumpodcast, and Pinterest. Pinterest. <laughs> we are the highfalutins. But falutin, right? Falutins. We couldn't, we couldn't afford the S? I think we got the S. The S for savings? If you buy, if you buy the high and the falutin, <laughs> you get the S for free. You get the S for free. Uh, so a few shout-outs. So... I uh, did an, uh, a post on a uh, the Uller medal, which I actually have with me in the studio. Did today. you keister it? Boom! I keistered oh, it. Oh, there it Look is. That. Whoa, that's shiny. So I'm gonna be carrying this. Um, so I posted that, and our buddy Frank posted. I said, "I got one better." Bunch of bitches. He's like, I got a tattoo. He's like, anybody can go to a store and buy a medal. He has a baller like, ass. But tattoo. have you committed to getting it inked on your body? Yeah, you can get that inked, right? Yeah. But uh, that's pretty serious stuff right there. Yeah. I just got a winger tattoo. I thought that was a good idea in Wait. 1992. Nice with the feathered hair. Oh, uh, yeah. Awesome. Apparently that was that did not stand the test of time. But Frank's tattoo is really cool. It I'm is not, pretty badass. We're not going to release it. He can release it if he likes, you know, but uh, it was actually, it's actually pretty, pretty good. If I were ever to come out with an erotic tattoo coffee table book, I would want Frank to be on the cover. Oh, he'd make the cover. I'm just saying. Of of snow themed tattoos, right? Ski rotica. Ski rotica. Ski rotica. Like a somebody has to have like abominable snowman. It's got it's gotta be some pretty cool stuff out there. Yeah. If anybody has really cool ski or well snow focused tattoos, could be snowboard, whatever, just snow focused, send them to us. We'd love to see them. Yes. Skibumpodcast.com. Send us an email. Skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, then I want to give a shout out to Dr. C. Um, Dr. C. Dr. C. At my chiropractor. Uh, he's helping me get back into shape and keep this, keep this well-oiled machine running. And he actually started listening to the podcast. So I was talking about it. He liked the, the last Opry ski. He's a wise man. Wise man. He may ski in Europe for the first time, which uh, I told him it's, it's so, so sweet. He has a buddy that got moved to Germany, and he's like, 
thinking about bumming out there. I'm like, the bum way life, the bum life is the way to go. Did you, uh, did you tell him about Peter Vockel? No, I haven't oh. told him. So I, he asked for recommendations. We got to give recommendations on where to ski Germany, maybe Switzerland, Austria. We have a few that we've been to, but of course we have, you know, people that have been places. We'll gather some stuff for him. And then, um, gonna have to give him the music scene. Peter Vockel. I think you have to mentally. Miggy Krause. You know what, though? Maybe we shouldn't tell him anything. Because I know for me. If just, he's listening, he already got it. You're gonna. <laughs> when you go there, you just. You don't know what to expect when it comes to music and apres. Exactly. And the first few times you hear, like the typical, like the big, you know, ones you hear everywhere, you're like, this is the dumbest song I've ever heard. And by the third or fourth time, you're like singing along. Thumbs and doing are going. The moves and, you're yeah. thumb dancing. Ich bin solo. <laughs> Yeah, so you don't give their recommendation on music. The music finds you. Exactly. You want to encounter it. You want to be surprised by it. That's part of the total immersion (laughs) when in Rome. It's pretty much, you know, like an adult friend finder versus just (laughs) meeting someone in a back alley serendipitously. Okay, that's one way to put it. (laughs) It's my metaphor, and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, then another shout out to Timothy who wrote us about Park City. Uh, we're going to be there. Actually, he was asking. He's going to be there President's Day, President's Week. President's Weekend, yeah. Which is the weekend after we're going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're ducking out pretty much the... Uh, yeah, we're... When are we there? I don't even know. It's definitely the week before and we come back the... That's Sunday. Sunday before President's. So... We're, yeah, we go a week and a half before and we come back a week before President's. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, so we're not there, but we will post out and we'll do that when we're out potentially on our ski bum week now. Yes. Um, you know, just a few happy hours that we're at, we'll put on Twitter and just, uh, say, Hey, if anybody's around, you can buy us drinks <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or we'll buy you drinks. It depends how drunk we are. The Canadian dollar is worth <laughs> nothing now. Oh, that's right. We're going to get an exchange rate. We get a pretty good exchange rate. Oh yeah. I'm going to have to get psyched for that. So, I'll yeah. stay and hold down the fort. That's right. The fort needs holding down. Yeah. And you are, we've almost, well, we can't officially tell you about your, your new position. You've been named in the Ski Bum, Highfalutin Ski Bum organization, but. Ski Bum Constellation. You're going to be. She's one of the stars in the <laughs> Constellation. Andrea is going to be more involved in the podcast, both behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. And she's got a big On role. On the scene. She's got a big role. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to, that's going to, we'll reveal more information down the road. I have a feeling I'm biting off more than I can chew. How here. You're um, making it seem like it's like, you listen, know. We watched <laughs> like, like really? 30 minutes of motivational speaking before doing That's this true. podcast. <laughs> you could die tomorrow and your dreams are watching you and they're laughing at you and mocking at Got you on your deathbed. Up. And yeah, yeah. We we're all fired up. We're putting on our, our best faces <laughs> and we're living our dream right now. Putting we're, our best yeah. dreams in a, and living our best faces. We're doing, the, we're doing God's work <laughs> right now. This is what we were born to do. Podcast number 73. This is why the Lord put us here on this planet to do this podcast today. Skibumpodcast.com. <laughs> Skibumpodcast at gmail.com. All right. But first, before we get into that, we had a, a nice little uh, start to the night. And you know what that means. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about what we're drinking today. Yes. First the frost. today. So, yes, we had a first frost, I believe, yesterday in the uh, New York metro area. And because of that, the lovely and talented Andrea 
came up and created a batch of delicious glue vine for Yay. us today. Yeah. And we've been partaking in this warm, delicious we beverage. Drank the whole batch. The whole pot. <laughs> it drank. was it was only about like a quart in there, right? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Only a quarter of a barrel of glue vine. We yeah. drank a ton I'm of glad. glue vine. I'm glad because I didn't know how I was gonna store all that. It was good. We stored it in our bellies. Yeah. We're hiding it. Yes. So that we can, you know. <laughs> glue vine and stolen. It's like the uh It's the like Euro- apri- it's European apre all over. It's pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's European Christmas apre. So oh, we talked knows, we I, talked about it last week. Yes. Glue vine. And it's what do we got? Red wine, white wine, yeah. orange. Well, so this the recipe that I used actually just called for red wine and brandy. Oh. So ooh. it was uh yeah, you and you, you usually pick a, a dry um red wine like a cabernet sauvignon and then you do like half a cup of brandy so it's like um the amount that i used was about one and a half um milliliters wait what is that 750 milliliters times two one bottle (laughs) 1.5 liters thank you liters these americans (laughs) these silly americans i know i know uh and then you um you do lemon juice the juice of two lemons, the juice of two oranges, plus um, the peel. So you, you take the rinds, try to leave the the, the, the pith. pith. Pith, yeah, thank the you. The white part. Yeah. Uh, um, I have Star Wars in my mind because we watch a stupid Star Wars <sighs> mouth sinking We'll talk about that. Before. Not stupid. Oh, I'm sorry. It's did not, that, did it's, that slip out? It's, it's not the end of it. You're going to keep watching yeah, this. It's, it's just like Mickey Krause and oh. Peter Vockel. It's stupid at first, and then you realize how brilliant it is. Seagull's pecking out my head. That's all. <laughs> Peck me in the coconut. Peck me in my knees. And... Poke in the knees. Sorry. No, Sorry. It's all right. So you just peel off um, the rinds, throw them in the pot with some sugar, some cardamom, some um, cloves, mm. and... Cinnamon? Uh, Yes, two cinnamon sticks, and you let it kind of um, reduce down to like half the juice, and then you put the wine in, and then, mm. the, then the brandy, and you mix it all together. Get all Don't that boil, though. Don't boil Don't it. Don't boil. It'll just get rid of all the alcohol. Got all and that what's goodness the fun in, there. in that? Nah. All I know is I, I came in, I was in the hallway, and I smelled it from down the hall. I was like, yeah. oh, there's some glue wine in here. Yeah, it smells <laughs> unbelievable. It smells like everything wonderful and beautiful in the world. It smells like <laughs> snow and Christmas and December. It's That's what it smells like. Yeah. yeah. It just brings me back to, you know, we talked about it again last week uh, when we were out in Zermatt, that first time skiing in Europe, mm. and just almost every apres place had delicious glue vine. Nice warm cup after a cold day on the mountain. It was the best really warmed your soul nothing hits you better than that oh it's like a nice warming feeling oh it's good that was the best and we had several cups of this warming feeling today so (laughs) we're feeling pretty good we've got that warm and feeling feeling pretty warm oh that warm and feeling (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was uh very good thanks for making that yeah thank you delicious there's more where that came from oh so good Nice. Uh-oh, you know what time that is. Uh-oh. Are we taking a trip on the gondola? We're taking a, pr- a, a trip on the gondola now. So we this took is, a week off last week. This is from the gondola now. From the gondola. Um, <laughs> so, Brian, why don't you start us out? All right. So, we've got our Frank's Bean of the Week this week. And the bean... Frank, a bean. <laughs> Frank, thank you again for sending it in. And he decided to take 
little different journey this time. And since it is December, the holiday month, decided to go, instead of a particular flower, cannabis-infused brownie bites, which are a six-pack of five-milligram brownies, which I don't know about you, but those sound quite delicious to me. We they will sound be yummy. flying into the Seattle area before making our trip up to Whistler, so we may have to partake or find a little desserty treat in the Seattle area. I definitely like uh, the fact that they're broken out into like little five milligram bites. Yeah, Very good. You don't want any of those ridiculous like two hundred milligram stars of death or anything like that. Oh, that's just gonna ruin your day or night. It's gonna put you down the Paranoid Parkway. Yeah, and I don't really want to go there. It'll take you down. Take you down to Chinatown. <laughs> Take you down. So thank you, Frank, for sending that one in, and we will definitely keep our eyes open for that. All right, next we have the, uh, while we're in the gondola, we got the contact high. So <laughs> I want you to start us off, because I know this is from somebody that you really Yes, this is a, a, a story that was near and dear to my heart, and this came out last week, and we, we decided not to put it in the podcast last week, because we thought it was, it was a, you know, we, we gave a little break last week, but... This was an interesting story that came out, and it's the late, great Hunter S. Thompson was a big fan of, of the cannabis. He used to use it every day, and now... He still used a lot of stuff. <laughs> he used a lot of stuff, <laughs> One as of the we <laughs> once talked about his, his daily routine and what he consumed. It's amazing he lived as long as he did, surprisingly, but his widow now has... I guess she's got his own personal weed strain... And is cloning it to be able to be sold now in pot shops. Well, I think she has 15, 12, she has a few of them, right? That she's trying to get one of them. Is there that many? Let me see. I thought there was only one. Oh, there's one. Oh, she, she saved Oh, there's six different years. strains that he used to smoke and is now working to, to grow those and sell recreationally. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. The weird thing is, though, so she's been saving his old pot. <laughs> so I don't, I mean, for over 12 years now, because he died in 2005. Maybe there's that much of it around that she's like, well, it's laying around. Maybe I'll do something with it now. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have, they're going to call, be called gonzo strings. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But then again, you know, other celebrities have had their own, you know, brands. You know, Snoop Dogg has his own, Wiz Khalifa, Tanner Hall, Ski Boss, he's got his own, his own line of papers and nug grinders and other accessories um nice even willie nelson has his own stuff so this so if any of you guys are hunter stockton thompson fans might want to keep your eyes open and see what uh if you can partake in getting some of good old hst's own weed stream it's kind of like heirloom tomatoes right they're unedited you just kind of have like you know, strain from way back. I guess, you know, it's... Uh, Take it, it back to the 70s or 60s, right? It could put you in a very <laughs> different place. Put yeah. you in a much better place. That's get your wild. creativity going. You might need some shivis on the rocks to go with it, though. <laughs> there you go. Before you get the true effects. Or you have to do his whole me- uh, his whole regimen. Daily regimen. His daily regimen. I think that would kill most people. There's a lot of commitment involved. <laughs> There's, Yeah. Calories, booze, commitment. The Dunhills. That's probably the worst part of it. Yeah, right. The cigarettes. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so keep your eyes out. Hunter S. Thompson brand weed. Gonzo brand. So another thing that's coming out to the uh, old age home 
is there is a company, a marketing company, cannabis marketing company, that's bringing pop parties to the elderly. So uh, April of last year, this woman, uh, Carrie Tice, was, um, you know, she her, her mother had Alzheimer's, and she was at a senior center. So she recommended, uh, you know, giving her a topical dose of marijuana. So I think a lot of the older generation looked at it as being something that, oh, I don't, I don't want to partake in. But her mom was amazed at how, how good it made her feel right away. Like the pain went away and it, there wasn't these crazy side effects like she wasn't going to burst out into flames and stuff like that. <laughs> so I guess that kind of inspired um, Tice to quit her job of 20 years. She worked for Ubisoft, which makes a lot of those popular uh, video games. And she was, uh, founded a company that's going to supply marijuana to seniors. So help them navigate the med- the medical system, the paperwork, and actually get it to them because, you know, a lot of them can't drive or they're in homes, and it's it's pretty difficult to, you know, for them to to take the steps to get it. So by bringing it to them, it's it's making something that helps them out a little bit more, um, you know, accessible. So it's a pretty interesting story. It talks about her and her relationship with her mom. And what she's, you know, what her next plans are. She actually, um, she's kind of blowing up now because in in 2016, she merged with a marijuana sales party company called Viva to form Octavia Wellness. Octavia Wellness. Mm -hmm. And um, they merged in July and it's a pirate program at four elderly facilities in the Bay Area. And they're bringing, you know, they're helping residents with their weed needs. So it's pretty, it's really pretty cool. Yeah, and I like, too, the one thing she talks about where she talks about that the weed needs of the elderly are unique. She said there are some old rockers at a senior center who like to get high and buy pre-rolled joints, but most of them want pain relief to sleep better and to stop fretting. They're on opiates, constipated, and can't function on their pills, so once they discover marijuana helps them, stigma's not an issue. You know? That's really cool. Isn't that what we all really want is to be relieved of pain, sleep better, and not be constipated. Exactly. I mean, who can't get behind that? Mm-hmm. Chris Christie, of all people, should be the one be like, being pro, not constipated. Exactly. You know, if you're the kind of person who doesn't want people to feel those things, you're an asshole. <laughs> so the other thing, too, that they're doing is they're actually helping with, you know, certain things that you don't think about. So if you're an elderly person, they're helping with the packaging, making it where it's larger type and giving some additional instructions to people that maybe weren't exposed to before. So it's, it's really neat, you know. It's a really great idea because, you know, when you look at whenever they show, uh, you know, people who approve in the U.S. of cannabis legalization recreationally, they always show over time, you know, I think in the 80s it was, you know, 15 20 25 percent tops were in favor of it you know older generation different belief systems and now it's over 50 percent approve of it so a lot of these older folks that are still alive and you know could really benefit are now finally having people like this octavia wellness company who are reaching out to them and you know providing them new information because you know when you get around old people they a lot of them tend to be very, very stuck in their belief systems. They learned something in 1960. That's the way it is. Nothing's ever going to change. And to have people like this who take the time to provide the information, to make them 
you know, not feel like they're being talked to like children. Yeah. You know, it's it's super valuable. And, you know, it's going to be a valuable company monetarily, but I think what's even more important is just the way it's going to make these people feel. They're going to live their lives a lot more, you know, pain-free, much happier, and um, it's just a, it's a great thing. It's a really awesome company. But also demystifies the whole stigma that they probably had about marijuana, where... Yeah. Um, and, and that's also, too, we had a story we were talking about uh, a few weeks ago where they were saying, you know, calling it cannabis seems a little bit more medical. Um, calling it pot, it really pot makes it... Pot or weed, it makes it seem like dirty and, and yeah. cheap and kind so of So it's kind of just getting a little more educated and sharing that knowledge with people and, and demystifying. And, and, you know, it's not a, you know, it's not a seedy back, back room thing. It's, it's something that you can take for medical purpose. So that, it's good. That would be really cool, like a really cool story or movie where you have this, you know, 82-year-old person who's kind of like this curmudgeon starts taking a bunch of cannabis and it, like, just un- all of a sudden, like, unlocks all these neural connections in their brain and it makes them question, like, everything they've done in their entire lives. Weed cocoon, man. It's Weed like, cocoon. It's Weed like cocoon. the cannabis story of Scrooged. Yeah. <laughs> Canna Scrooge. Canna Scrooge. Canna Scrooge. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think they need that. A cannabis carol. Yeah, there you go. Cannabis Christmas Carol. Cannabis Carol. (laughs) I like that. I think we're onto something here. It's it's a Merry Cannabis Christmas. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Merry Cannabis Christmas. (laughs) All right, so that was a a pretty cool story. Yeah. So great job, Octavia Wellness. Um, So if you're in the Bay Area, come up, have a little party for at the senior center this is going to expand too now i mean look we talked about how many more people would visit their grandparents or their loved ones if they were having a cannabis party right just saying it's like that stupid commercial on right now for xfinity or comcast whatever and like the grandmother is like reading the tweet from like the granddaughter she's like oh going to the seventh layer of hell grandma's house no wi-fi and like grandma and grandpa go out and buy all this shit to make this little snotty little entitled brat happy Oh, now we have Wi-Fi and we have uh, on-demand movies. So instead of hanging out and talking to people, you just got to watch a stupid show. Placating Ugh. towards the millennial. Placating yeah. to it's the millennials. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, you have a pop party. They're coming. Exactly. They don't care if you have Wi-Fi or not. They're just hanging out. Well, we talked about it before on the show. You know, before we started the, the podcast, is uh, look at Florida. I mean, they just passed medical marijuana. Yeah. And think how many of these communities, these you know. Um, elderly communities could benefit from something like this. Because I'm sure a lot of them are, you know, kind of thinking, you know, they voted for Trump and they're like, oh, you know, the, the pot is evil and, you know, we can't have this and I don't want that. And, well, honestly, it's just, it's so hard to get information and understand stuff. Like, I mean, even as, you know, middle-aged dude, like when I was on some medicine and it gave me, I was basically diabetic while I was taking this medicine. Uh, to go through the whole process of like figuring out, you have to all of a sudden you got to go like you know buy a testing kit and test strips and all this stuff. Nobody explains anything to you. You're like, what the hell do I do? And that's for you know somebody middle age. You take an elderly person like in their 60s, 70s that might not you know have you know that has a problem reading you know seeing fine print and all this other stuff, and they're kind of thrown to the wolves. Like here, you know, go to this class because you know you're not going to figure it out on your own. So. Well, yeah, they're not going to go online and Google information and fact check it against a couple of different sources. Yeah. They're going to go, I'm going to ask my doctor, I'm going to ask my nurse, whatever they say, it is what it is. That's why it's good if you have family members help each other out or mm-hmm. services like this that 
help explain it, you know? Definitely. You got you to teach somebody how to do Volcano. They're not going to just know. That's true. Puff, puff, give. They don't know puff, puff, give. <laughs> they don't, that's right. Come <laughs> on, pass the cheaper, baby. Yeah. You have no idea. All right. So next segment we have... All right. Oh, fabulous. Oh, we're bringing it back. Hello. It's time for a little Angie's Closet. Are we in Milan? Are we in Zamat? We don't know, but we're in Angie's Closet. <laughs> we are in Hoboken. Yeah. Fabulous Hoboken. Fabulous. <laughs> so what do we got this week? So I'm going to start off with uh, the mittens that I've been talking about for the past season or so. Oh. I, I just I have these old ones that I just need to get rid of. They're molting right now. They're molting. The feathers are coming. Like out. you take the glove off and it's like it looks like she is a duck. There's just <laughs> oh. feathers flying everywhere. So it is I was time. Just hanging on to them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So it's time. So I, you know, I really don't need anything like too too crazy too you know too complex so So you're asking santa for these i am asking santa for these yeah and uh hopefully hopefully the amazon elves (laughs) bring them my way (laughs) soon so which ones are these these are the so these are the burton women's gore-tex mittens um gore-tex yeah they're yeah i mean they're they're pretty simple um yeah they actually come with an under mitt so that's that's good too and i love the bog heather color mm. so oh they come in multiple fabulous colors too yeah they do oh, yeah. and designs Ooh, python yeah there's oh, yeah. python there's true black and coral i'm not a huge red and black fan to be honest but uh yeah so th- those are my gloves so are these also sold out in your size like everything last time as no, well these are not <laughs> <laughs> are you, okay there's still medium and extra large left yeah but um you can find them elsewhere look at you <laughs> other than the burton website so like i said cool Amazon. really um, nice yeah yeah and then uh i just i just prefer mittens um they're warmer right they're warmer you know my my hands uh my fingers tend to not the circulation just i don't know i think with women it's a thing right i think it's a th- i think it's a proven fact that women have worse circulation oh. than men Ooh. If you so say so, we'll go with that. Maybe yeah, can- I read that somewhere. Would, can- <laughs> would cannabis improve that? Improves finger uh, circulation? You know, I have not that done the research. That could be why people are partaking on the, the gondola and on the uh, lifts. That's right. Yeah, could be. These look really nice, though. And they have the, uh, the yeah. zipper on the, the outside, so you can put in your heat warmer or you can leave them open for venting. Yeah, and um, I just like that they have a longer um, sleeve. The cuff, I, yeah. Yeah, the cuff is a little bit longer. It's for all the fresh pow. That's right. <laughs> it doesn't get in there. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> they got the sticky, uh, icky grip palm. Sticky, yeah. Yeah, I was complaining. I actually need new poles, too, but that's a whole other podcast. Oh. <laughs> and then, um, so for my other my other stitches, um, sticking with Burton. Oh. Um, and this is going to be this is gonna be a, a base layer. It's, it's the Burton Women's Midweight Long Neck Shirt. Um, love this one because I like that it has, uh, the neck that you can adjust so you can fold it down if you're hot or inside or whatever, or pull it over your chin when you're riding or skiing and it's like a neck inside the neck. Yeah. It's awesome. It's like a double neck. <laughs> oh, they got some awesome patterns for this yeah, one too. This, yeah. This one, I like the mixed tech pattern. So this one's kind of, it looks almost like a Navajo 
pattern. Yeah, southwesty, yeah. right? With the, mm-hmm. the yellow and the teal and the yeah, purple the, and, and, and red pineapples. And, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. it's really cool. Love the loud. Colors. I don't know. I kind of like the faded fox one with the little foxes on it. I like the pineapple one. Oh yeah, pineapple one. <laughs> pineapples. They look almost like pajamas. They look really comfortable. They do. Yeah. Oh, man. Because they, they have really tops do. and bottoms, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm not I'm not so much a fan of um, base layer pants so much as, um, you know, the ones that cut off right below your knee. I just feel like I already have my ski socks there. I've already got them pulled up to my knee, so I don't want too much because hmm. it gets to be too much and my boot starts to get uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of times, too, if you, if you do pull them up, your heel like full length base layer pants and you pull them up you can cut off a circulation in your calves yeah. because they're usually tighter for around your ankles yeah pull them up i usually cut mine off just because yeah, yeah i don't like them stretch the, them out. past right. my knee yeah the yeah, seam by your ankle usually gets kind of pressed into your skin because of your boots and it's just i find it uncomfortable and, and kind of cumbersome so good boot food is important yeah yeah, so that's that's my stuff for today. All right, cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. I did notice that's sold out in almost a lot of sizes, so you may have to get it from somewhere else. Yeah, like I said, you know, I'm. We can throw the Burton website on there. I think, uh, and I did find it somewhere else, but I think oh, the Burton smart website, shopper. yeah, is the best for like, yeah, you know, description and caretaking of the fabric, you know, things like that, and so. showing you all the different styles too. Yeah, the different uh, <laughs> color patterns. patterns for each style. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Sure. Hopefully Santa brings Not that sure. and uh, delivers that to your door. Or... Yeah. Santa. Santa. Looking at you. Oh. <laughs> I know him. I know that guy. <laughs> All right. Next up. Time for a little ski news, and it's going to be good ski news this week. Wow. We're 30 minutes in, and we're finally getting to the ski news. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> we... There's a this time of year the ski news is is coming out good. It's plentiful. Yeah. So first up we have uh, Noah has their uh, forecast for this week. Heavy snowfall expected for um, over Intermountain West and the Great Lakes areas. So they're saying a series of storms is going to bring heavy snowfall to much of those areas. Uh, it's going to spread to the northern plains. A lake effect in the Great Lakes in western New York. They're saying possible amounts of two to three feet. Uh, and cold, which is, you know, across the nation. I think they said 80%, I heard it on the, the radio today, almost 80% of the nation is going to be below average temperatures. And they're talking about, you know, everything just north of, you know, this whole little line across the, the nation, which is pretty it's a beautiful impressive. thing. And they, I heard uh, Polar Vortex, I heard that announced. I heard that mentioned. <gasps> I don't know if it's that coming. Was today, right? They, yeah. yeah, they, talked about it, they yeah. threw it out there, so I don't know if it's happening, but we can go into a whole polar, polar vortex, and we, we did a whole thing on that last year. Oh, yeah, it looks like it, they're saying the polar vortex is coming. Boom. Hold it coming. So numerous winter warnings and advisories in effect, Washington, Oregon, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, high wind warnings in Wyoming with wind advisories in the east of, east of the Sierras. Um, and across the Cascades, heavy snow is possible. So they're not even talking like two, three feet. They're talking heavy snow. Oh, which... boy. Oh, boy. We like the sound of that. Like the sound of that. Sounds good to me. All right. All right. Next up. So we're recording this on Friday, the 9th of December. Yesterday, Thursday, the 8th of December, Powder Magazine had their 17th Annual Powder Awards. 
Boom. And we want to congratulate all the winners there. Uh, for the women, first place, Angel Collinson uh, from the Powder Pole. Um, nice. And for the men, first place, Candide Thauvet. We've all watched his uh, ridiculous videos, his like uh, first-person perspective ones. Remember when he was like jumping over stuff and like flying on those little a little strip of snow? Yes, he is an unbelievable skier. So he got first place. So congratulations to him. Incredible. And then in the video awards, best movie Pleasure by Level One was the big winner. Best male performance Sammy Carlson from the Sammy C Project, hmm. and best female performance Angel Collinson from Tight Loose. Nice. Yeah. Sweeping it up. They also had, you know, photo of the year, best short, breakthrough performance, best air, best jib, best documentary. What they did not have was best podcast, Powder Magazine. Come on now. What year is this? I was going to write to them, but I was like, you know what? I had other things to do. For the next year, you will receive harassing. <laughs> we are going to send the highfalutin army after I th- you. I don't think it's going to be as bad as a Bill Burr Philadelphia rant. Which we just watched again. But we're just a little mad. Because it's classic. We're just a little mad. We're not that mad. I think it's time for Powder to step its game up and have a podcast category. So any members of the highfalutin army who want to give some, uh, give a little guff to the, the folks at Powder, please, on our behalf. Yeah, so, ask them why, you know, why no podcast, best ski podcast yeah. category. What year is this? Step your game up. Step your game up. Best podcast we start lobbying them now so that when they add the category, they'll be like, naturally, we got to give the first award to High Flute and Ski Bumps. Yes. We believe that it would be a wise, we'd be honored to receive that first award. I think on their behalf, I'll give that to us. On behalf of us, <laughs> our behalf, <laughs> we behalf of you, we bequeath you half of the award. We bequeath you. <laughs> we bequeath you half the award. So, yeah, so congratulations to the winners, and next year we want to be nominated for Best Podcast, and you can make that happen, good folks at Powder, to which we are all subscribers, because it is awesome. Powder. Powder and chowder. Mm, Clam powder. All right, next up we have uh, Jay Peak receiver, Michael Goldberg. Uh, They did a, um, Vermont Biz did a uh, little Q&A with uh, Michael um, over Jay Peak. So if, if anybody doesn't know the story of Jay Peak, um, they got SEC busted for um, misappropriating money, running it almost like a Ponzi scheme for this um, EB-5 program, which is where uh, non-U.S. citizens contribute uh, over a certain amount of money to projects that create jobs, and in turn they get, uh, I guess, permanent resident citizenship uh, in the U.S., so this whole thing unfolded. It's a crazy mess. Everybody's afraid that, you know, uh, Jay Peak would go under or get sold or something. And I guess his, you know, um, Michael's role is, I guess he's kind of the steward of everything while they're going through the whole investigation and, and, and everything. So he's running the, running the show right now. So they ask him, you know, a bunch of uh, pretty cool questions. You know, um, I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but, uh, you know, just a few tidbits to pull out that I thought were pretty interesting was um, they asked him, you know, uh, how has JP been operating? Um, you know, because they just did a tramic repair for $5 million. Um, Yeah, so, we talked about that, I think, back in the spring they were saying that, I guess, was it the, the conversion oh, yeah, the, of the um, maximum weight of the, that could be sustained? There's an error in the, in the spec document 
of the amount of weight you're you should the maximum weight allowed to put onto the tram. <laughs> so for years they were exceeding that level. Oh. And they they said because of that, you know, it was in dire need of repair. So they actually got approval to run, you know, to run those repairs over the summer, which was, you know, a shining light cuz after this whole scandal they're like, okay, at least they're going to repair that and and be ready for the winter season. Do you think maybe that was just a lie for them to get their hands on five million bucks? You never know. I'm not, sa- I'm not trying to be Mr. Cynical. But the company but did come uh, out and say that they, you know. Well, I loved in the article, they're like, so yeah, you need $5 million to fix the tram. And he's and like, where'd you come up with that money? He's like, I had some other accounts with some money in it. Just yeah. kind of pulled them together. I just kind of took it from this account. And, put it, and I'm like, isn't that what you got caught in, you know, caught for violating in the first place yeah yeah so i don't know it's an interesting thing but jpeak's going strong still which is nice um they're open this year so it's a good sign yeah it's good i to think see. we should make it a a uh, priority to get up there this year they're running that trip still not sold out yeah we got a, we got a chance to go i think that's president's weekend oh is it yeah hmm. i'll take a look at it interesting definitely want to get up there Finally, we talk about it every year, and it's just tree skiing, so especially far. this year. If it it looks good, if that polar would be, vortex is all over it. Oh, polar vortex could definitely be a good place to. That would be what I know. want for Christmas is a polar vortex. Polar vortex. <laughs> all I want for Christmas is a polar vortex. All right, next up, this article was a good one from Ski Brains. Or, I'm sorry, Snow Brains. Ski Brains. Ski I have brains. a ski brain right now. Apparently, you have a ski brain, and. What it is, is uh, this is a, an article about skiing Bhutan, which is the last unskied place on Earth. And it is a, uh, a tiny Himalayan kingdom. This looks awesome. Which is sandwiched between Nepal and India. It was the last place on Earth to allow television. The monarchy of Bhutan tightly controlled access to the country for fear of altering its beauty peaceful authentic millennia old buddhist mountain culture bhutan is here uh is home of some of the last unexplored unclimbed and unskied big mountains in the world so this past summer uh alex alexander gary who was the founder of the soul of skiing was invited to run the first ever ski expedition into the saktang wildlife sanctuary in the eastern part of bhutan Nice. It looks like picturesque, like something you see in movies and, you know, and paintings. It's, it's so cool. The expedition um, was said to focus on learning about meditation and mindfulness as it will, like, and how it pertains to skiing. Um, I like at the bottom of that, they have the details of, like, what you have to be able to do and stuff. Just yeah. in you have to have at least one year of backcountry skiing experience. No meditation experience is required. Yeah, so you can actually nice go on this trip. You can actually go and ski in Bhutan February 15th to 25th. It's not a bad price. Yeah, it really isn't. Um, it's about 3500 bucks a person. And it's the Bhutan Mindfulness-Based Backcountry Ski Slash Splitboard Expedition. So you're going to do the expedition with a little meditation, a little monkeying out there. It'll be kind of nice. 
Yeah, and that includes all your meals, your lodging, your transportation, your camping gear. You get to visit uh, Tiger's Nest, the most famous monastery in the world. Nightly group meditation reflection. It does not include airfare, though. That's probably going to be a humdinger. Yeah. Baggage fees, gear, avalanche gear. If you're going to go there, I would suggest trying to partner up with another buddy and just renting a plane. Why not? That's an option. Yeah. So if you are interested, uh, go to Snowbrains and check it out. We'll have the link in the show notes. And, I mean, it sounds like an unreal adventure. Um, They're showing that one picture of the sunset. And it looks like a fake picture. And you blow it up and, like, that's a real picture. You look at the star. It looks like it's snowing, but it's actually stars. It's crazy. The yeah, s- the skies are so clear out there because the air is so clean. And you're so close to the stars. <laughs> I think they're right for keeping it locked up and pristine. Don't let Jersey go. <laughs> Don't Jersey Bhutan. <laughs> Don't let too many Jersey. <laughs> Don't Jersey Bhutan. <laughs> you know, there's gonna be a sticker out there. Someone's <laughs> gonna stick it on the side of like some sacred rock. <laughs> no, the new lift they put in, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. And then, lastly, but least not least, for um, ski news, we have. So, Brian was real jazzed. He uh, shared on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. The uh, Surefoot came out with a custom ski boot liner. Um, there's actually three levels of this. It's a custom um, liner from Surefoot, and they custom fit it, and they have some pretty amazing uh, track record with coming out with uh, footbeds, you know, custom footbeds, custom molding, uh, so really high-tech stuff. And, Brian, what, what caught your eye on this? You know, it was... I guess it was just seeing memory foam on there, which I thought was extremely interesting. It members. Members. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you foot that time you went skiing. Oh, I maybe. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I don't know. Something about the Surefoot brand is I've always found so intriguing. You know, it just seems like it's one of those things that if you got a ton of money, like, and you just want to get the most comfortable custom boots, you go the, the, the Surefoot route. And, you know, I tweeted it out, but I also I included uh, our pals at Hino's on there, and I was I, I asked them like, so what do you guys think of this? And they didn't respond, but they did like the tweet. Yeah. But I was wondering, I'm like, because I know they do custom, you know, footbeds and inserts, and I, I'm they always have they're always pretty opinionated on something like this. Like, is this just like a goofy trend? Is this something that you know actually could be really beneficial? Well, you know, the other thing too is like a lot of it depends on the fitter. And the, and the tools and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Surefoot has the tools, but they're also coming out, like, this footbed is, like, a product that they came out with. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's kind of going beyond the fitting now. They're coming out with their own stuff, which is neat. Mm-hmm. Well, they do, they've done their own, you know, boot liners for a while. Because mm-hmm. um, I guess, too, you go to the shop, and they sell different brands of boots, but with their custom liners in there. Right. Um, I've always been afraid to go in Surefoot. Like, I see it. Yeah, And I it? find it intriguing and... Gonna have to go in. It's cool. There's one in Killington. You're just gonna have to go and say what's there's up. There's one there. It's it's funny the locations they're at because most of them are in you know amazing ski towns, but there's also the ones that are like oh in New York City and there's you know I think there's one in um, there's some some fancy place like in California. I think it's like Beverly Hills. There's one or something. Anywhere there's money is a good bet that they might have one. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's it's in big money areas and big ski areas. Big power, big money. Santa Monica, that's where it is. There's one in Santa Monica. 
which uh, I don't know. I just find that funny. But even I know it's not funny. It's actually a very smart business idea. Yeah. For the people that have uh, summer homes. Now these people live there. They live, they live there. In I'm Santa sorry, Monica. They live there and then they got some time to, to before travel. the ski season. Yeah. Yeah. Get their boots there's on. only one in Vermont. Only, there's two on the East Coast. One in New York City and one in Killington. That's wow. pretty cool. Very impressive. Very impressive. May have to pop in and take a look. I think so. Ask some questions, do some research. We should talk to them about sponsoring us. It's a good sponsorship. Definitely, right? All right, well, we'll have to follow up on that. Jesse Becker, he's the manager there. All right, Jesse, we're calling you out. We're going to have to come and visit you. Hells yeah. Yeah, probably like two weeks because we got stuff going on next week. Yeah, right around Christmas time, we'll be there. Oh, yeah, Christmas, we'll New Year's. we'll give you a shout. Yeah, but there's, there's a couple different levels of them, too. They have... Uh, the Contura X4, the X4 Pro, and the C2 liners. So, um, they, of course, they say it's the most comfortable and best performing ski boot liner ever brought to market. It's like an Apple ad, it sounds like. Nice. Do people wait in line for these two? Yes, they're, <laughs> they're being released next Thursday, so get in line now. I want the C4 liner, the one that blows up. <laughs> so, the Contura X4. It builds on the heritage of the X-Series liner for those looking for the ultimate combination of comfort and performance. Hmm. The X4 Pro is tailored for those who demand a bit more from their boots with a new super strong inner material and lower volume outsole. The X4 Pro is per- perfectly suited to high-performance gears that are in their ski boots more than 100 days per year. Oh, wow. And then the C2 is created to give a more relaxed fit in areas that many less aggressive skiers need. A slightly softer feel all around allows for forgiveness when not in the optimum skiing position, and the lower, more sculpted cuff and tongue gives more breathing room in the calf area. So for the Kardashians, that's kind of their custom ski boot they're going to buy. All right. Where they're just like sitting around and complaining and waiting for their private jet to show up. God, it's so cold. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I think it would be better to have this $5,000 beer out. That ice got on my hand and it's so cold. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're more in the uh, the X4 Pro kind of realm. X4 sounds being good. the high performance mofos. X Factor X X4 X Wing X Men. X marks the spot. So yeah, so these are really cool. So we're gonna try to find out more about these and see if uh, maybe they can hook us up. We would really really appreciate that. Like, so, like to see where that goes. Cool stuff from Surefoot. All right. And next up. Oh, we already did that. We did. What was that about? I don't know. I had my finger on the wrong button. I think we all have glue vine brain today. Seriously, yeah, right? That glue vine is uh, yeah, it's, it's making me feel pretty good. Yeah. All right, so now we're on to the main topic, which uh, I'm, I'm getting more excited now that it's Friday. Um, almost done with work uh, before we go on our nice little trip, and it's, it's almost time to whistle. So as us, the bums, prepare to embark on another great ski bum week, uh, this, where, this year in the wonderful land of British Columbia, the designated target is Whistle Black Home. So snow's already falling, and much more snow is forecasted. Uh, Brian even said, you looked at it today, looks like we may have some bluebird days, keeping our fingers crossed. And uh, the much-awaited powder that we've been looking for to kick off the season is almost at hand. So... There's been nine months of us complaining about not skiing 
or yeah. eight months, whatever, however it's had a blip or however long it's been. I think too long. Let's put it, that. Way. I mean, it, the season ended so abruptly. It never really started. We didn't really have much of the like season last yeah. year, but this year, you know, it's uh, things are changing. Um, so we're looking. So one of the things that we did ahead of time, we purchased our lift tickets, uh, the gold card, back in November. And the nice thing about that was, I think it was November 21st is when the um, you had to have it purchased by. And they had really, you know, that's when they had the best deals, if you bought them ahead of time. And you could do it in five and ten day packs. And I think the um, the five day pack was, was it 500 Canadian? I think I it think. was like 350 US or something. Yeah, it was like 500 Canadian. and Cheap like, deal. 350 plus tax, um, and it was shipped to you. So five days. It was under $400 for five days of yeah. skiing at Whistler, which is Not tremendous. Cause I, th- I think it's like 120 a day. It's, yeah. Somewhere around that. It's, it's crazy. Well, or yeah. Canadian. And I think we fall in one of the, I think, two of the days that we're there, I think are holiday, considered holiday week. So they would have been like 130 or one. Oh, the more. Saturday and Sunday, right? No, it's like the because remember we come back on like a Wednesday, I think that Sunday or something it starts. The Sunday, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we so those came in the mail and what's so the lift ticket actually came in the mail and it's one of those ones that you just keep it in your pocket and it automatically scans as you go up to the lift instead of having to pull something out and someone having to to zap it with a gun or you know there's 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 multiple ways. But this is the simplest way, where it just you know reads your lift ticket, allows you on. Don't have to stop to at any desk or window. We just walk on and go start skiing. Good to go, yeah. Very nice. And then with that lift, uh, the lift card, lift pass, they recommend you download the Whistler app. So it's did called, you download it? I did. Awesome. I have it open right now. Awesome. Whistler Black Home again, Black Home Live, <laughs> Black Home, Black Lam, Black Lam, yeah. And so right now they're saying it's minus 11 Celsius at the peak, minus 8 Celsius midway, and minus 9 in the valley. They've got their snow report in here. So as of right now, again, December 9th, they already have received 11 feet of snow. 11 feet. That's 334 centimeters to you centimeter users. It's excellent ridiculous their base is 155 centimeters 5.1 feet they've received 11 centimeters in the last seven days five centimeters in the last 48 hours uh five centimeters in the last 24 hours so yeah the app just gives you tons of information tells you all the the conditions the terrain the gmc run of the day what's been groomed the oakley lens of the day and there's different notes about, you know, what's going on. Um, you know, skis out of Whistler Village or, and Blackcomb Base Area are now open. Download is still required on the Creekside Gondola. So just tons of information that's updated daily, now, which is super s- useful. Yeah. Now, uh, you got to set up your account still, right? I do. So I set up my account, and the reason you do it, you go to the WB Plus, mm-hmm. and that's where you get your statistics. And I set up a group for me, you, and Nick. Oh, so now we could be joined as part of a group, so we can see where we are on the leaderboard and where we are compared to each other. But you could see, like in comparison, it's easy to pick up. Is that like a human ski tapede kind of thing? No, definitely. Oh, not. okay, good. Because that <laughs> oh. would be weird. 
So it's kind of cool. You can keep track of your total vertical and how many runs that you did as a group and, and stuff like that. So it's pretty neat. Nice. Uh, so that's a WB Plus. And then I love the Backcountry link. They tell you the um, Avalanche Advisory. Oh, that's huge, yeah. So you could see that right up there, and it's updated uh, at least once a day. I don't know if they do it multiple. Now, one thing I wonder with the, uh, the GPS bit of it, if we are on... I guess we're probably going to be... Do you have uh, Canadian... No, if, it, if it's Wi-Fi that we're getting, if mm-hmm. they put the Wi-Fi, we'll pick up the Wi-Fi. If not, then we're going to have to go on phone, and I may get a, uh, a SIM card at the airport. Oh. So we'll see. That's, that's what fancy. I did. Well, that's what I did when I went to um, Oktoberfest. Oh, really? Yeah, they, you got to buy them in the airport. Usually you have to buy them in the country... With Canada, you might be able to buy it before you go in, so we might be able to get it in Seattle, but um, okay. I'll have to look at that. I haven't done any research this week. That's what I'm oh boy. pretty stressed about. No, uh, no, no stress. I'm not stressed. I'm disappointed because I'm like, damn, work got in the way, man. That's I let right. work got in the way. We'll get to Seattle. We'll get some beans of the week, and <laughs> you won't be worried about too much. I figure work's paying for the trip, so, you know, not paying. Ipso facto, since they pay me, that's what's paying, you know. So it keeps me going. I totally get that. Um, so yeah, so the app was a uh, was a necessity, and if you do, if you are going out there, try to get those gold cards ahead of time. And one nice thing is too, um, if you're buying them online and um, you buy them soon, I, I don't think it's going to change. I don't know though. the uh, The U.S. dollar is very strong against the Canadian dollar. I think at the moment it's like one thirty two or one thirty three to oh the it is U.S. One, dollar. It went back up to one thirty two. 132. It was 1.08 last week. No. Yeah. It doesn't sound right. It was 134 last oh, week. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the uh, euro. It was down at 1.08. Yes. I'm getting so my currencies mixed up. It's down a couple cents from what it was a couple di- a week or so ago, but still. 132 Canadian dollars to 1 US dollar. So you're still getting about you know, a, a third a, off. One third off, yeah, yeah, everything you're getting. So, Like I said, $10 live dance for 6 bucks. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to keep track of it. That's true. Um, and then also some of the places were, you know, obviously Whistler, you know, they hosted the 2010 Winter Olympics. So there's some amazing runs there. They have, the, you know, a lot of the, uh, the uh, sliding tracks and all, you know, the Olympic Village. They, the one run that's really cool is the Dave Murray Downhill because that was the, uh, I think that was the women's downhill uh, course mm-hmm. for the Olympics. Um, they have little plaques all over the mountain where oh, nice. all the different events took place. So that'll be, uh, that'll be cool to check out. You know, I've been there, you know, me and Andrea went there a couple of years ago. We had an awesome time. Um, and one thing we, you know, we kind of mentioned before the podcast started is we were there for a week and in the week we were there, we had 10 minutes of blue sky and seeing the sun <laughs> the whole time because nice. it was snowing pretty much the whole time we were there. Wow. But it's looking, as of right now, like we might get some bluebird days out of it, which would not be a bad thing at all. Well, I'm excited because I missed my last trip because I broke my shoulder uh, in Italy. And I could not make that because it was three weeks away, and I almost still went. <laughs> that's, luckily, the, that's the baller lifestyle you live. Luckily, I said, no, I'm going to skip that trip. Were so, you able to get a refund on that? Yeah. Well, that's good, at least. I mean, if you were kind of eating it, you'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to go anyway. Yeah, I would have gone and just drank or something or tried to ski. Um, I heard it sucked anyway, though, right? 
Yeah, of course. It always does. If I wasn't there, it sucked. Of course. That's what I'm saying. Terrible. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll make it a, an epic trip. Uh, I think it's going to be fun because we're going to see. Haven't seen Se- Seattle either, so we'll see Seattle. Seattle um, is a fantastic town. Uh, we'll go up and hang already look for uh, places to live there. Yeah. <laughs> Much to Andrea's chagrin. <laughs> she wants no part of it. You call Andrea up. Andrea, uh, we're moving out here. Really. Andrea likes sun, and Seattle, not really known for their <laughs> sun. No? <laughs> not a very sunny place? Not yeah. a very sunny place. It's a really cool city. I just... It's awesome. Yeah. Meh. We'll I, see. Maybe it'll be sunny the entire time we're there. But like, I don't know. Yeah, That's BS. Change your plan. Just saying. Yeah, so some of the, uh, you know, the venues we're, uh, we're hoping to hit up while we're at Whistler. Not even hoping. That we are going to hit up. Uh, we got a couple of Apre places. Number one is uh, Longhorn, which is one of the most popular spots. Nice. Um, the Dublin Gate, which is right there at the bottom of... Uh, of the uh, Whistler and Blackcomb lifts right in the village there. And this is the one I'm most curious about, Tapley's. Tapley's? Tapley's. And why is that? Uh, Pique your curiosity. It's a sports bar, and one of the drafts they tend to to have that I'm very intrigued by is the Fuggles and Warlock Destiny IPA. Hmm. Fuggles and Warlock, huh? Yes. Uh, It's, you know, it's a citrusy heavy ipa and it was i did a little research on i think it was uh, ratebeer.com and this one came up very favorable it's local to the uh the whistler british columbia area so i really want to want to check that out and there's also the whistler brewing company so there's a lot of good local beers that we're going to get to try and you know it's one of those things it's almost a really awesome thing, but a really bad thing that there's so many good local beers all over the place because you may try something and be like, oh my God, I love this. This is awesome. But you can't get it anywhere else. But then you always remember Whistler. Like, yeah. remember that beer? Members? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, this was a Fuggles and Warlock. It got 86% on rate beer. Oh, wow. Which is pretty good. Yeah. And actually, speaking of which, this is totally off topic, but... Uh, you know, Andrew and I, we were up in Vermont in Killington skiing this this past weekend. And on our way up, we stopped at the Worthy Kitchen in Woodstock, Vermont. The Worthy Kitchen. And of all the trips we've ever made, it was our first time stopping there. And it's one of the, it's rated one of the top 10 beer bars oh, in really? Vermont. Yes. And the beers they had on draft were absolutely awesome. They had... Uh, Hill Farmstead Edward and Hill Farmstead Abner. I love Edward. Yes. I had the Abner, which is the double IPA. Nice. Unbelievable. It was so good. And they also had, which Andrea had, Lawson's Liquids Sip of Sunshine on draft. Oh, on draft. So good on draft. On draft. They also had two beers from the main brewing company, Mean Old Tom, which was a stout. And um, what was the other one? A uh, peeper, which is a pale ale. Hmm. They also have some other ones that I never even heard of. River Roost, Rise of the Swamp Monster, Single Cut, Heavy Boots of Lead. Like they had crazy beers on draft up there, yeah. and the food was dynamite too. It's all like a farm to table. Um, had this like crazy brisket sandwich that they're known for. And Andrew, you had what the the salmon? 
Yeah, it was like a sriracha salmon and shrimp. Mm. Jumbo shrimp. Yeah, they were awesome. You know what? It's a little bit out of the way. If you're coming from the uh, Massachusetts side, it's on the way to Killington. Uh, From the New York side, it's out of the way, but it is worth the trip. It is so good. Nice. Worthy kitchen. And also, a shout-out to Sushi Yoshi. They are getting Hill Farmsteads on draft now. Wow. That is... On a regular basis, or was that just a fluke? That I cannot answer you. Um, Or was that just the World Cup shopping of... Oh, I don't know about that. But yeah, they had... um, they had Sumner on draft, and then they had a bunch of ones on there. They have a sign there that was like the coming soon ones, and they had a couple other, like three other Hill Farmsteads coming soon. Oh, nice. But one of the other beers they had there on draft was the Lagunitas Willet. So it was, uh, you know, like the bourbon, the Goose Island, the bourbon, the bourbon county. Bar- bourbon county. It was similar to that. It was a, a stout nice. aged in Willet bourbon barrels, and it was awesome. Oh, wow. So the Yosh is keeping up with their tradition of no crap on tap. They're keeping it strong. No crap on tap. They are keeping their beer game strong. What's that coconut beer that I like? I oh, Death by Coconut. Oh, my gosh. By Oscar they Blues. Had they had that on draft. so good. Oh, Death by Coconut. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was a little distracted. I was downloading my fat map for Whistler. Fizzle McFat map. Boom. <laughs> Get that backcountry map on there. Shout out to our pals at Fat Map. Yes. So uh got to reach back out to them and uh, give them a shout-out. Um, but, yeah, this bad boy is going to download. I'm going to have the whole GPS map on there. Because uh, I wanted to see what Whistler had on their app. And they have the GPS, and they have a bunch of other stuff. But FatMap has that where you can rotate the, you know, 3D image. Yeah, so if, uh, if anyone has any other recommendations for where we need to go, what we need to see, if you're going to be out there and you want to you know, reach out and grab a drink with us, hit us up, skibumpodcast.com, social media, of course, twitter.com slash skibumpodcast, facebook.com slash skibumpodcast, instagram.com slash skibumpodcast. We're posting plenty of pictures. and of Try to tweet out where we're going to go. Yeah, we'll tweet out where we're going, what we're doing. And if you guys want to meet up, that would be spectacular. Cord. Whistler. Looney. Exchange rate. <laughs> <laughs> Trumponomics. <laughs> so. All right. That is time now for Under the Ropes. Mario, kick it off. All right, so we're going to start off with a little tribute to our uh, one of my favorite uh, humans on the on that was on the Earth and um, not on the Earth. John Glenn uh, passed away this week. If anybody doesn't know, that's been hiding under a rock. Uh, he was a um, patriot. He was a uh, you know he's a he's a, a U.S. legend. So pretty much a, a total badass. Total badass. Yeah. So we a- I actually found some uh, cool facts because there are a ton of good facts about John Glenn if you look on the internet. And uh, this one thing I found was a list of badass facts about John Glenn that you didn't know about. So to start off, he was the oldest person to go into space in 1998 at 77 years old. That's pretty messed up. The pretty number, awesome. The number of Gs that you pull, you know, pretty awesome. Uh, he flew 149 military combat missions. Um and his plane was hit by enemy fire 12 different times. Jesus. So, 
Um, they, a lot of scientists thought the first time he went into space that his eyes would change shape. <laughs> so, basically, scientists are dummies too. They had all these theories that his eyes are going to squish, like when he went up into space. Uh, but they didn't. I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. It's like Scooby Doo scientists. Scooby, that's right. Those dashedly kids. <laughs> uh, five school, uh, high schools were named after him. At least five were named after him, in cor- in, including the former New Concord, Ohio High School, where he graduated in 1939. Isn't there one on Long Island? John Glenn High School? Uh, there's a ton of them all over. Yeah. Yeah. But I think uh, Anthony from Opie and Anthony went to John Glenn High School. Oh, did he? In Long Island. Nice. Yep. Long Island. Um, another another thing. He was the president of RC Cola. Remember RC Cola? Wow. Do I still ever? Around. I didn't know that. I don't know if they're still around or not. I kind of liked them. They were like the they were like the libertarian cola. The other which cola. Is what I kind of liked. You know, there <laughs> was right. Coke, there was Pepsi, and then there was RC. I think they got to be around. And if they didn't, if like if they vanished, then it must have been in the last few years. Um, he ran for president. RC Cola still exists, baby. Ah, oh, there we go. Uh, so he ran for president. So he served 24 years as a senator from Ohio, and then he ran for president in 84. Uh, and then he dropped when his campaign kind of failed to gain the steam that it needed. Uh, and I actually saw a video of this. I don't know if you showed me. I think it might have been my buddy Gary. So he, he subdued his own attacker after being punched in the face on TV. So in 1989, there's video of this. Um, I think he was walking out. Um, of a place and getting interviewed and some guy came and, and started harassing me. He beat the crap out of the guy. It was awesome. <laughs> oh my God. That is beautiful. Yeah. I got to look for that video, but it's, it's pretty, pretty funny from what I remember. Um, so he didn't take a lot of crap, but yeah, he was a, he was a, always did a lot, did a lot for like, you know, pushing science and space and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he's going to be missed. And 95 years old, man, that's a great life. Yeah, just a true legend and a, a true American hero. You know, that's kind of a, a cliche term, but, you know, it really does apply to, to John Glenn and his life. So, you know, a very, a very fulfilling life he led. So, You know, while it's sad that he's, he's not with us, it's happy when you look at all the stuff that he did and just take it for the fact that he did so many cool things and he was a good person. Yeah, and, you know, one of the... One of the people I'm sure he inspired, uh, who is also in the news this week, is uh, our pal Elon Musk, as SpaceX has filed for their massive constellation of 4,400 satellites to provide internet from orbit. Yeah, now you got to explain this to me, because I, I started looking through this, and I'm like, the numbers didn't add up. I'm like, so they're going to do satellites to carry internet. I think yes. Google was working on something like that, weren't they? The blimps? Google was trying, like, balloons, I think. or like Blimp, It was blimping like technology. High-altitude balloons and blimps. And these are satellites. These are satellites, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so they're trying to create this, like, their own constellation, really. And it's weird because they're trying to get FCC approval. I'm like, what does the FCC have to do with outer space? Beaming the radio waves, I guess. Yeah, but they're in outer space. What the hell does a stupid one little patch of land on this planet have jurisdiction over what's orbiting the planet. Yeah, they're beaming radio waves at us, I guess. Yeah, so they want 4,425 satellites creating a uh, digital communication constellation. Damn. Yeah. The project, uh, which Musk believes 
said would cost at least $10 billion. <laughs> $10 billion. He'll just write a check for that, right? He's got that in his back pocket, probably. That's nuts. Yeah, and there's like, you know, there's a, obviously financial backers, not just the company, and it also it includes Alphabet, uh, so Google, oh, and Fidelity Investments. So they've each contributed a billion dollars to uh, to the process. And they're orig- what they're originally going to start with is 800 satellites to expand Internet access in the U.S., Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. See, now, for... 4,400 satellites is a ton because I'm looking up now and I remember seeing reports that it's getting crowded up there, right? Mm-hmm. So you got all these satellites just kind of, they have to watch out that they don't bump into each other. Like it's, it's a big deal. Oh yeah. Um, they're saying currently the Goddard Space Flight Center lists 20, uh, 22, uh, almost 2,300 satellites currently, which wow. it's already crowded and you're going to add another. So we triple it pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And expect stuff not to bump into each other. Well, I don't want to be an alarmist, but what if the reason why they want to launch that many is to create kind of a force field in case of asteroids? They may know that a particular asteroid is coming, and in order to create some sort of protective outer crust, they're putting all these satellites up there. Could be. Hoping to absorb enough of the impact to break it apart, to deflect it into smaller pieces, minimizing the impact on Earth. Well, this could help. Um, fade away global warming. See if they block out a little bit of the sun, a little less sun gets in with all those satellites, starts things cooling down again. Are the satellites? Why would they gonna use have satellites though? The satellites are they? Gonna, they're going to have solar panels, aren't they? Yeah, they deflect the, they absorb the light and they stop it from getting to the. They actually Earth. did say they're going to have solar panels on there. I'm saying. But I just I don't understand. Like, it just seems like a lot of money to spend on on something that transmits. Internet everywhere. They're saying the system... For it to block the rays and for it to, you know, stop asteroids. Well, that's just my conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, They're saying it's going to... Well, it's intended to provide space-based alternative to cable, fiber optics, and other terrestrial internet access that's currently available. You're not boiling unless you're getting your internet from space. You're getting it from space, son. Space. Faster, cleaner, more efficient. You know, Putin's going to be a dick and he's going to put like a big... Uh, net up there and just like gather, just like have it sweep across and just mess up. A He's bunch gonna of ride on his on a freaking <laughs> rocket with no shirt on and a helmet, just blocking that's the blocking Putin. signals. That's the Putin uh, satellite. I bet he's cloned himself, Putin. Oh yeah. If any leader has cloned themselves, it was definitely be him. I I think it's him. I wouldn't put it past Trump either. Just saying. I wonder if they're gonna create some sort of like super clone Trump Putin baby. Putin. Trump Putin. Trump Putin. Trump Putin baby. Pump. Pump. <laughs> Trin. I think that I think the two of them are going to somehow like get this team of, of mad scientists to create like a Putin Trump hybrid person. How about if you combine all the world leaders into like Merkel, throw her in there? It'll be like, like boys from Brazil too. <laughs> but it'll be like boys from Moscow. Boys from Moscow. Did you ever see that movie, Boys from Brazil? Yeah. It's a pretty messed up movie. It's pretty messed up. Rutger Hauer, I think, is in it. He oh, plays yeah. Joseph Mengele, right? And freaky dude, man. Create all those little, like, Hitler baby clones. And they, like, the they, Hitler babies. They create all, those, all these boys, and they, it's in Brazil, and they put them in families, and they replicate, they try to replicate Hitler's exact upbringing 
with these or kids who have the DNA of Hitler. To bring them back, kind of. So, yeah. like, they kill the father at a young age, and the mother dies of cancer at a certain age, and, like, they, so they try to, yeah, recreate it's crazy. Hitler's life and give it, and, like, have these kids raised that way. It's a very strange movie. Recreate, the 70s. Try to recreate another Hitler baby. Another exactly, yeah. Like, Joseph Mengele escaped Germany and went there and created his new laboratory. Wow. Very strange movie. That is nuts. So, yeah. So, Elon Musk trying to give us internet from space. Yeah, I wonder how this is going to play into the whole Mars mission, because that's still going full boat ahead. I heard 2024, right? That's what they were saying. Is that what they're saying now? M-A-R-S. I think that's going to be, it's just a deflection station. <clears throat> right, we'll maybe, have... maybe that's part, they have to terraform, terraform Mars, but they need the power of that asteroid to bounce off the satellites they're putting up there on Earth deflected back to Mars to set off the nuclear reaction to terraform. How about if they have mirrors on it, so they have solar panels and mirrors that turn and deflect the sun towards Mars to heat it up? What about springs? springs. Would a spring work in space? It should, right? It should. Yeah. Because you don't energy. want... Because I feel like if it's just a ramp, it might be too much of an impact on the satellite. All they have to do is deflect it. That'd be good. Just a little deflectoroony. Deflectoroony. All right. Next story we got. Um, this is a pretty interesting story. So new and improved from Ronco is <laughs> syphilis makes a comeback. Welcome back, syphilis. Welcome back, syphilis. Uh, so there's a new syphilis that is coming back with uh, unexpected drug um, resilience. So Ruh-roh. it is, yeah. So it is, uh, there's a global syphilis genome shows that a single strain is surprisingly widespread because of its drug resistance. So uh, last few decades, um, we have syphilis here, is been reemerging around the world. It may seem surprising that it can be treated with uh, success with antibiotics for the most part, but after all uh, the time that's been going on, there's been one strain that is a little bit resistant to it. So they're saying, they're estimating that there were uh, 10.6 million cases worldwide in 2008. And with its reemergence, it brings a new weapon to the drug, uh, a new weapon to drug resistance. Yeesh. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of people. That is pretty crazy. With the SIF. So they're doing a lot in labs to try to uh, make sure they get out in front of this so that it doesn't become an epidemic because that's, that's one of the things they always fear about. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So now, do we know, or do we want to talk about what are the symptoms of syphilis? Not really, I guess, but if you want to go right ahead. I kind of want to know. See, that's one of the best things about being married is that you're probably not going to get syphilis. Probably. Probably, right? <laughs> well, some people that have had cheating spouses, I'm sure, would it's differ. like, hey, I got it from a toilet. Yeah, I got it from a toilet. <laughs> the, tra- the tractor story. That old gag. All right, so in men, a chancre, C-H-A-N-C-R-E. Chancre. Chancre. Is that who you get it from? Or? I'm going to look up chancre. i got to look up definitions. Oh, come on, man. Just tell me what it is. So it says, it's a painless ulcer particularly one developing on the genitals as a result of a venereal disease. So you get a chancre in your genital area, 
usually, but not always, on the penis. These sores are often painless. In women's, chancres can develop on the outer genitals or on the inner part of the vagina. A chancre may go unnoticed if it occurs inside the vagina or at the opening to the uterus. Oh, God. Pretty nasty. The sores are usually painless and are not easily seen. Hmm. Swelling of the lymph nodes. A chancre may also occur in an area of the body other than the genitals. The chancre right. usually lasts for three to six weeks, <laughs> heals without treatment, and may leave a thin scar. Even though the chancre has healed, yeah. syphilis is still present, and a person can still pass the infection to others. Bunch of syphilis running around motherfuckers out there. And then you got stage two, which is uh, you get rashes two to 12 weeks. Oof. Yeah. All right. All right, this is gross, and I don't want to read it anymore. Well, you see, big, the big problem is in pregnant women, it can spread to the baby, and it can cause abnormalities in babies. So that's the big problem with syphilis. It's, oh, I, I, was, you know. I clicked on the images button on Google. Don't want to do it. it. Why would you do that? Oh, why would see, you hit the images button? Why would you look it up? Because you know. Stupid. Just go to WebMD. Get it over with. That's what I was lo- reading from. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I didn't go to WebMD. Why are you looking? You can't unsee it. Look you at can't it. Unsee Just look it. at it. Go ahead. You can't unsee it. I'm not going to look at it. All right. I'll take your word on it. Oh, look at that gross dick. Oh, God. It looks like it's got like, it looks like it was in a motorcycle accident, the dick. This is why we need to have health class where they show kids that. They're like, I ain't touching. Until <laughs> I get older, I ain't touching anybody. Yeah, it looks like, oh, the tongues. Ew, the tongues are gross. It looks like there's like. Not looking. Oh, all right. Get your hand away. <laughs> You're going to have to wash your hand after touching that computer God, that clam is a disaster. (laughs) Jesus. Looks like somebody melted sprinkles onto that clam. Nice. That is terrible. That's a nice hearty visual. Sure now. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. Wrap that rascal and check your meat. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) Make sure your meat is wrapped and checked at all times and cooked properly. Oh, God. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. All right. Next up. Speaking of, now that you're in the mood <laughs> to eat something. Being wrapped up. <laughs> oh. So Amazon just came out with their new store concept this past week, and it's called Amazon Go. And they have, you know, unveiled this new store in Seattle, and it's an 1,800-square-foot convenience store. But what the really cool thing about it is... So it's not full grocery. It's just convenience kind of? It's kind of like a 7-Eleven-ish or quick check circle k depending on your locale quick checks are going up like crazy in jersey right now they're doing the crazy quick check with the gas yeah yeah because they're, they're i think they're uh, trying to fight wawa because wawa is kind of making its wow. way up it's like the battle of convenience and the crushing 7-eleven right now slat. yeah 7-eleven's hurting <clears throat> so what they're doing is they're having these stores and you uh you get the app for your phone and you go in and you almost with a, a turnstile activating your app and whatever you pick off the shelves it automatically uh, goes onto your account and deducts it so it knows that you picked it up it knows what you got and what you put in your bag and so you don't have to go through any proper checkout or anything you just go so you could shoplift legally because it knows what you have just start stuffing stuff in your pocket shoplift but they're charging you for it so it's not really shoplifting i know but you could think you're shoplifting you could pretend 
Wow. So right now it's only available to Amazon employees because it's a, you know it's kind of a beta <laughs> right now. But they're looking to put up another thirty two stores next year. I can imagine people get used to this. They start walking to stores and just taking shit and walking out. <laughs> you go to TJ Maxx. Like, whoa, whoa! You got to pay for that, man. You go to TJ Maxx. You steal some iPad covers and some purses, right? Right. Oh, oh yeah. Are you part of this or are you not? I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh. <laughs> All right, we got TJ Maxx and stealing stuff. What happened? <laughs> well, my mom was, uh, she texted my sisters and I yesterday and said, oh, my God, I was at a TJ Maxx, and I just watched these two women roll out um, on a shopping cart, like, $500 worth of, uh, just, like, iPad covers and And they just rolled purses. out the store? They just, yeah. Wow. <laughs> just, like, like nothing. Like, it, like, it, like you know? And wow. then. You know, someone was like, call 911. <laughs> like 911. 911, they stole some purses and iPad yeah. covers. But That's like, crazy. Yeah, but it's like, when that happens, I mean, they must have a car set up and get out of there as fast as possible. And the great person iPad cover heist. They thought they yeah. were at Amazon. They thought they were at Amazon Go, and they really didn't think anything of it. So I'm saying, somebody's going to get used to that, and then they're going to go to a non Amazon store, and then you'd be like, "Oh, I didn't know how to pay for that." Yeah, it's yeah. like if you're a, uh, or you just forget. You have a lapse of, you know. If you live in New Orleans and you're used to the open container policy, you're just cruising around, with beer in your hand, and you go anywhere else, and you're like, "Oh, I can't just drink a beer anywhere I want." Like, no, sir. Like, no, and now you're arrested we or are, ticketed or yeah. We are in civilized society now. <laughs> Put down your ale. Or Vegas, it's the same thing, right? You walk Vegas. around drinking. Like, sir, you need to wear pants. <laughs> pants. <laughs> oh, do I? There's people in Brooklyn that don't wear pants. They just wear robes. Hey, what's going on? I got my robe on all day. Listen. Get my, out of here. My goal is to be that guy. <laughs> Walking around with the paper. Hey, what's going on, everybody? By the time I'm... I'm when I'm in my 40s, that's my goal. is to wear robes every day. <laughs> I had a... I want to drive a Maserati and have a robe all day. <laughs> I had an ex-boss in... Um, he, lived, he grew up in the village. And he said when he was growing up, there was a few people in his neighborhood that old Italian neighborhood, and they would walk around with their robe on, going to get the paper, going into the stores, saying hi to people, just walking around all day in their robe. They say that's what uh, Rodney Dangerfield, like near the end of his life, that's what he would just wear a robe. Just walk around? Just sit around with his dick and balls hanging out backstage <laughs> and did not give a fuck. Just did not care. Wow. That's the dream, is to just not care. Dick and balls hanging out. Dick and balls hanging out with your robe. Hang out with your wang out. Living the dream. Let it ride. Let it fly, fellas. <laughs> Let it ride. Get some gravy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, Outside Magazine came up with their version of 100 finalist showcases of companies that are the best places to work in 2016. Showdown. So now, going along, we had this discussion last week. Their criteria was companies that make employee health and happiness a point of pride. I don't know what that really means, but they just... I've never worked for a company that's given a shit about that. <laughs> I guess they just picked companies they like. Um, <laughs> and they talked about the whole work-life balance. So probably companies that do a good work-life balance. Mm -hmm. So number one, starting with number one and going down, and then we're going to drop into the... We're plumbing into the worst companies. You're getting the top three. That's all you're getting. Yeah, maybe five. Uh, Forum Fi, I have no idea what this company does, but they have Powder Days Quarterly. So I don't know what they do, but that sounds pretty awesome. How can you have quarterly powder days? Uh, they're Aspen-based. Does that mean you can ski in, like, August? I guess if they want to. Mm. 
So they do um, outdoor adventure hunt trips, ski days, and rafting all on the docket. All right. Now, this is cool, but this is also a 25-person company, so it's not like... This is where the criteria is like, all right, you just kind of pick whatever. Well, as a highfalutin ski bum podcast employee, you have unlimited vacation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unpaid, but unlimited. We, let's not... We're talking about perks. We have delicious beverages available at all times, like yes. the salted caramel Java Monster. Uh, there was... Gluvine. Gluvine. Yeah. When do you get, hey, it's Gluvine Friday at, yeah. the, at the podcast. <laughs> all right. Uh, ground Floor Media, Denver, Colorado. So flexibilities for workers of this mid-sized public relations firm um, to work anytime, anywhere. So they have a refabricated warehouse downtown near Cords Field, and they have a lot of collaborative space, which means open, no walls. They have a wet bar, uh, and every Thursday, the company's beer club brings in a new brew. Not bad. That is pretty awesome. We do the same thing here, though. We bring in a new brew. We work from anywhere. It's <laughs> just saying. We've podcasted from several states at this point. We've done it in a, on the road while moving in the car. We've done it in a car. We've done it at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have, we've done it at a brewery. We've done it at a brewery, yes. Um, you've done it near, you've done it far. <laughs> see uh southwest michigan first kalamazoo michigan uh it's an economic economic development advertising agency so millennial employees make up half the workforce and they're making sure employees use their flex time and they're able to maintain balance between working and cheering their kids sporting events or gone fishing so i think we're gonna stop at the first three that sounds that's plenty right that was a, a good plan to go three in I like it. <clears throat> so check it out if you're interested in the in their list of top companies. But they do 100, so there's a lot to read. There's a lot. Yes, and I'm actually considering applying for jobs at several of these. Because oh. a lot of them are in really dope places, obviously. Mm. Many of them in Colorado and Utah and Montana. Well, again, they might not be able to pay you, but you'll get all these perks. <laughs> well, I've got my uh, my the pension from the Ski Bum podcast, so you know it's a lucrative pension, but you know it's it's growing. We, we gotta get, let it. We getting lucrative here. <laughs> getting lucrative. All right, so here's another sad news: a lot of people dying lately. Uh, the creator of General So's Chicken has died. Now, contrary to the popular belief, General So's Chicken was not invented by 19th century Qing Dynasty military leader Zhu Zongtang was commonly referred to as General So. Say what? The iconic dish was, by most accounts, actually invented by Chef Pen Chang Kui, who passed away at the ripe old age of 98 last week. Wow. He was from Taiwan, um, uh, originally from the Chinese province of Hunan, and came up through the ranks of state kitchens, eventually becoming the Chinese government's banquet chef. During that gig, he improvised a fried chicken dish coated in a thick sauce for U.S. 7th Fleet Commander Admiral Arthur W. Radford, who loved it. Hmm. So he was like a general of chicken. Like a colonel. We have an American colonel. He's like general. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so according to Pang, Radford was so enamored of the freestyled chicken creation that he demanded to know its name, whereupon Pang blurted out General So in order of Zhou, who was also from Hunan. Wow. Now, there's a great documentary on Netflix yes. about who is General So. And 
I think I mentioned it on the podcast once. Andrew and I watched it, and we just gotten these like really good burgers, like delivered for dinner. And we're eating these burgers, and they were really good. But we're watching this, and it showed not just the history of General So's chicken. It showed kind of the history of Chinese food in America, you know, from like the chop suey dishes, like I think after World War One. They're all made up, yeah. Um, yeah, it was all this just Americanized, like made up stuff. But we watched it, and we were like, "Oh my god, I want General So's chicken so bad right now," because they showed like, <laughs> and it just it was just crazy too how you know. It just took the country by storm. You know, like it wasn't just like one or two places that had it. Like any Chinese food restaurant anywhere in the country will have General Tso's chicken. That's pretty cool. You know, guaranteed. So it's a pretty cool documentary, and it's sad that uh, the creator died, but what an awesome legacy to have. Lives on through his chicken. Yeah. And you know what? Again, all right, so this is a bit of a a off-topic here, but at the end of this article, it says, you know, talks about, you know, this guy died, blah, blah, blah. And it says, either way, 2016, kindly fuck off. I understand 2016 may not have been, people, it may not have been the best year for people. You know, I know Prince, David Bowie, General So's Chicken, John Glenn, a lot of deaths, you know, a Muhammad lot of Ali. bad things. Muhammad Ali, like, again, it goes on and on. But do you really think it's going to get any better going forward? There's so many more people in our vernacular now, so many more people that we know about, that we've seen on, you know, your TV or social media. It happens or every online. year. There's just going to be, there's more people yeah. we know, there's more people in the population, more people are going to die. So maybe they you, were more famous than some other people in the past that you think? I mean, but I don't know. Every year there's a, a bunch of famous people that. There's going to be more and more every year. Yeah. You know, so get used to people dying. That's all I can really tell you. I'm sure the guy who invented freaking Kung Pao shrimp's going to die next year. And we're all going to be like, 2017, you can fuck off too. That's right. You know? The sea monkey inventor died. I, really? Like, the guy dude. who sang, I got a pen. I got an apple. <laughs> pen apple, that weird guy. You know, these people are all going to die. So The Trivago guy. A lot of people would celebrate if he died. Trivago guy. <laughs> the original most interesting man in the world is going to die. That's Yeah. You it's going to happen someday. Yeah. All right, so it uh, we're gonna lose Anthony Hopkins. Ah, oh, don't Westworld say it. fans. Don't say it. They've already got footage of him when he was like twelve, though, so they can create him. Every movie you see, like or, or show you see, and they they show him as like a little kid. I'm like, that's got to be from some other movie or some yeah, footage. Right? Like he's just been in so much stuff. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um. All right. So next up, this is something near and dear to our our hearts for many reasons. Conan McGregor will actually be in Game of Thrones. And is destined to fight the mountain. So, <clears throat> last year there was video of McGregor sparring <clears throat> with the mountain, who is uh, Half Thor Julius Bjornson. Well, did pretty good with that, right? That was very good. I like how his name is Half Thor. Half Thor. It's <laughs> <laughs> like so he's not quite a whole Thor. He's like half a Thor. So, the video, if you look it up, uh, we actually watched it before the podcast. Um, it was pretty funny because. They're they're just sitting there and they're sparring around, you know, kind of, you know, mixing it up a little, and just the mountain, Bjornson is just so much bigger than McGregor. It looked like a man and a child fighting. It was wild, um, and both of them are in great shape. Both of them are, you know, I'm sure can can fight, but it was just like freakish the size. I was like, wow, you really realize how big that dude is and how like 
you know, comparatively small McGregor is. I love the description they have in the article. It says, it was like watching an unreasonably muscular child fight an unreasonably muscular giant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, it's a beautiful description. But this has been going on for a while. So uh, there were reports that they were pursuing McGregor um, a while back, like years ago. And they said it's it's agreed that he'll appear in one of the remaining two seasons. And they said he was headhunted uh, by HBO because one of the directors is a huge UFC fan and believed he'd be a perfect fit for the show. So, huh. so I think that fits in. You know, I guess he's got the, you know, if you look at McGregor, just like his his style, just like, you know, it kind of fits into maybe one of the roles of one of the types of, you know, groups that's that's hanging out in Game of Thrones world. So, Well, I guess the mountain is is, you know, he's like that weird Sir Robert Strong character now. Yeah. That was, I think yeah, he's the freakish. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of defending the queen. Remember, like he he's like the violated that the the weird shame. Yeah, the sister shame lady. Yep. At the very end of the last season. Ugh. Um. So I guess they're killing, like chilling out in King's Landing, and I don't know where McGregor's going to come into the whole. There's a lot of stuff that they haven't brought into the into the series yet. And we have the, the books, books have some more stuff. The books but... will be ready in like 17 years, so yeah. we'll look forward to them when they're ready. <laughs> Um, yeah, but there's a lot we haven't figured out yet. They haven't or... even brought in a lot of Dorn. They haven't brought in, like, so there's a lot of stuff that they haven't brought in. All those crazy sand snakes. That's right. There's got to be something going on. Yeah. And uh, one little side note, too, about the mountain. So there was a story about him earlier this season, or um, earlier last year. And so he's one of those, you know, he's a strong man, and he does those competitions. And he actually broke a record last year. So a thousand years ago, um, there was this Viking named Orm Storlefsen, and he picked up a log weighing 1,433 pounds and dragged it three steps. On the third step, he broke his back. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, but he made it as like into Icelandic lore as a legendary strongman. So the mountain, Hafthor Julius Björnsson, he, uh, he did the same thing. He moved it five steps and did not break his back. Wow. They had this whole crazy-ass giant log set up. And it seems like such an unspectacular thing, but... 1,400 pounds? 1,400 pounds. Jeez. Moved it five steps. How much does like, a car weigh? It's like, do you even lift, bro? A car weighs over 3,000 pounds. A light car is 3,000. Most cars are probably in the yep. thirty-six. Hundred pound range. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's a 34. So half the half of a car almost. He moved half a car five steps. Wow. So you're gonna practice for that? All you gotta do is six, bro, all day. And you'd be like, "That's right, bro. That's all I, I beat do. you, man. I all beat I you. Do. I'm never lifting again because I beat you. We I have the, a. What are you, the fucking mountain of tampons? Come on, you got fucking nothing. <laughs> you're the mountain of no record. That's what you. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> I think you get like five people. You can move. <laughs> Seriously, right? Little Fiat. Like, I got this. I got this, man. <laughs> Squatting the Fiat. Where do you want me to chuck this? Smart <laughs> car. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. And the final story of the week. This is a, a cool kind of little piece from uh, designyoutrust.com. It's and crazy. This is really wacky. And you have to see the pictures to truly appreciate this. So there is this cantilevered cabin which is, uh, it's been placed by this architecture firm on the Slovenian-Italian border. 
and it boasts 360 degree views and it's pretty much just perched on this mountaintop um i mean i think it's i don't know if those those it almost has like tent strings you know like to yeah. uh, to keep it locked in but it's kind to of hold teetering. it from flying off the mountain it's like teetering <laughs> on the edge of the mountain and it but it looks so awesome uh it's the views crazy. are i mean it's hanging over the edge of the mountain and it's just got these unreal views i don't know how much it, i feel like it needs more weight to it it looks very light it looks if you look at it from the side it has the shape of a coffin like a fat short guy coffin yeah you know kind of squat and with wide win- with a window on the front with a window on the front so i don't know how you have 360 degree views if you only have a window in the front and it's not huge it's kind of like 180 degrees isn't it technically that's true. I guess you look out. Yeah. But um, I don't know if it's just meant to stay there for a particular time. Um, but they say it took multiple attempts for the helicoptered construction crew to get the prefab structure in place and to tether it to the surrounding stone. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just like kind of camping out. You stay there for like a night, like a little cabin. But It's kind of like an extreme yurt. Yeah, that's right. It's like a very extreme yurt. Like, I don't even know if there's running water and, like, you know, I think it's just, like, if you need to chill out and, and stay for the night, you, you crash there. Yeah. But it's, but pretty... it's meant to withstand the, you know, the harsh conditions that it, you know, is, uh, is prone to in that area. So they say. So they say. <laughs> All I know is it looks like it's going to fly right off that mountain. It's pretty crazy. Yep. It looks at that picture they have at night is pretty neat on there. Oh, it's beautiful, yeah. It's gorgeous, it's crazy. Um, not sure if I would want to stay overnight in there, but uh, that'd be cool. You purchase right over the uh, edge of like a building in Manhattan, <laughs> two stays in there. Yeah, seriously, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's like a hipster yurt, hipster yurt, man. It's an urban yurt, man. <laughs> Twiddle's yurt, twiddle yurt. We were listening to Twiddle before, you sure yeah. were. Twiddling it up. I think the urban yurt could be a thing. The urban yurt. Urban yurt. Urban yurt. <laughs> yacht to yurt. Yacht to yurt. We got to do the yacht to yurt concept. I like that. I know, right? That's our lifestyle. We need shirts. Yacht to yurt. Yacht to yurt. Yacht to yurt shirt. Yacht to yurt shirt. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Please hit us up. Um, you know, please subscribe on iTunes and and all your favorite podcast apps and rate us five stars would be awesome thank you very much um check us out skibumpodcast.com skibumpodcast at gmail.com twitter.com slash skibumpodcast facebook.com slash skibumpodcast instagram.com slash skibumpodcast and hit us up on pinterest as highfalutins so we are going to be embarking on Whistler next Whistler. week. So we're not sure how we're going to podcast, but we're uh, hopefully <laughs> crank out a, maybe some mini episodes or... Uh, we may just tape or we could do like, uh, we could do Facebook Live for a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not gonna, a full episode, but like a little snippet. Yeah, we're going to mix it up. We're going to find some you know, way to get you guys the info and have you guys check us out and see what we're doing. So uh, check us out next week. Stay high, stay polluting. See ya.